Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. And if you are watching us here on YouTube, thank you very much. Make sure you uh, like and subscribe our videos and share them as well because, uh, as you know, if you are a YouTube watcher, that YouTube is always interfering with us, trying to shut us down. And uh, the show, JC, I don't know if you saw this, but the show that we did on the states standing up for state sovereignty is now been marked by YouTube as a show uh, not suitable for all listeners. Which might be true, because if you are a federal supremacist or a judicial supremacist, your heart may not be able to handle your, 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 you know, your, your fragile psychological state, may not be able to handle the truth of, of the existence of states and their backbones to sovereignty. I'm pretty excited about that. I also was excited about our first story, JC. Uh, it's one that you actually fed to me. Uh, Donald Trump is uh, going to cut aid to Central America, and there are some congressmen who are losing their minds over this. So once again, this this article comes from BBC News. Did you see this reported anywhere on the American social media or anything like that? I just wondered why BBC was the one that you sent me. Because uh, I don't generally like American news, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But yeah, it's out there. Okay. All right. Well, sometimes I mention that because we tell people, you know, where's the best place to find news about America? And quite often it's in the foreign news sources because then you don't have the overwhelming bent for one party or another. Now you have to, you got to filter out certain other uh, propagandas or, yeah, or yeah, spins, yeah. of course. But yeah, you, but, uh, you have a lot. Of, I mean, you may have some anti American leanings but right 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 sometimes right, right. even but despite that you get more more of the facts right right you know, exactly so. so according to the one well there it is right there the washington post has reported on this right at stake is nearly 500 million in 2018 funds plus millions more left over from the previous fiscal year and reuters puts the figure uh overall figure at about 700 million so uh, Trump has actually uh, said, and this is it. This is Trump now. I've ended payments to Guatemala, to Honduras, and El Salvador. 
he told reporters on Friday. No money goes there anymore. We're paying them tremendous amounts of money, and we're not paying them anymore because they haven't done a thing for us. Amen. Well, you know, in, in whatever. you know, So many of these legislatures yes. are absolutely, they're upset. They're apoplectic. That we're not, that we're no longer giving almost three quarters of a billion dollars away to foreign countries. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. This is what I really, For really. what? This is what I really love about this, right? This is what we call the the roosters coming home to roost. Chickens coming the home. Chicken to homes, chickens the chickens coming. roosters roost? Well, of course they do. Oh, the rooster is just sitting. On yeah, the just sitting on the thing. They say, but the, okay. the the hen set. Okay, gotcha. roosters don't set, but roosters roost. Cool. I wonder if that's how they get their name, rooster, because they roost. Oh well, I, yeah, I guess one so who rooster roosts would roost. Okay. <laughs> But anyway, this is, and I'll say it the way I want to, this is the roosters coming home to roost because they do a lot of cock-a-doodle-doing and nothing. How's that? We'll just take my yeah. analogy a little bit further there, my metaphor. And so um, for decades now, Congress has passed off their responsibility to the president, uh, blamed the president for taxation, for tax hikes, for this spending, for that spending. How often do we call it the presidential budget and all of this stuff, right? So they have been sloughing off their accountability and their responsibility on the president of the United States for decades. And now we have a president that's like, okay, you going to put me in charge of the money, then I'm going to do the money the way I want to do the money. And I don't care what you say. And I'm not advocating for unconstitutional money, an unconstitutional delegation of money. But I'm really, I really, really enjoy it as Trump has done more than any president that I've ever seen in my political history. Of jerking a knot in their rear end. Yes, jerking a knot in their rear end, if that's the way you want to put it, of, of, of passing it back to him. Right? You're going to give me this and you're going to tell me that it's all my budget, it's all my fault, it's all my spending. It's all my deficit, right? It's the Obama deficit, it's the Trump deficit, whatever. Fine then, I'm going to spend the money the way I want to and I'm not even going to ask you. Or not spend it at all. Or not spend it at all, right? Well, I suspect that what's going to happen is this money is going to be redirected to border security. Well, so At least that's spending the money in, in you know, the nation from whom you collect it. Oh, I know, I know, why, I know, the, I know. Why the heck are we giving away half a billion to three quarters of a billion dollars to to these places in the first place? Okay, and these, so and these congressmen, senators, acting like we have some obligation to to run El Salvador and Guatemala and who you know whatever. Come on. Okay, so is this that? is the quote. This is the quote because uh, you can continue with this because this is the quote. Crazy. The congressmen are upset and the aid advocates argue that the best way to stem migration from the region is to stimulate economic development and reduce violence there. Yeah, so now it's our responsibility. You? No, no, it's our responsibility to stem to stimulate economic development in Central America. Even if Why it, is that our taxpayers' uh, responsibility to do that? It's not but even if it were, even if that were, were a proper idea, it, it, we've been sending them half a billion dollars a year. Mm -hmm. what, so what have we got for it? A massive invasion from the southern border and these three countries are still collapsing. So you want us to continue to pour money down a rat hole that you shouldn't be giving away in the first place. Right. These people are retarded. 
So uh, the, the congressmen say we're the, the American taxpayers are supposed to be uh, stimulating economic development and reducing violence in Central America, but then they do not back the well-known things that actually stimulate economic growth in America. They're all about ending economic growth in America. That's what this green bill is going to do. These people. This green smart. bill that all these same Democrats are all after are going to do nothing but absolutely destroy economic growth in America. They're not. Uh, they're not kin to reducing violence in America either, because these are the same people that keep feeding the media waves with all this division, all of this hatred, all of this double standard. Right. So now we have these accusations against uh, uh, what's his name, Biden, right? Yeah, what's his name? Creepy, creepy Biden. People who have known Biden, and it's been reported for decades. Even when he was a, even when he was vice president, people were complaining about how creepy he is and how he's always got hands all over women. But now the Me Too Democrat women are like, oh well, everybody knows Creepy Joe. That's just who he is. He's a touchy feely, huggy kind of guy. Right. Yeah, so I thought if I didn't want to be touched, then I didn't have to be touched. Even by, uh, you know, Creepy Joe, somebody who everybody knows is a huggy, touchy-feely kind of guy. Right. Which could be true. You know, maybe, it could be maybe true. he means nothing by it. But to your point, the double standard, yeah. right? They don't, they, didn't give that kind, they don't give that kind of leeway to anybody who's not in their party or when it's particularly advantageous. Right. But now all of all of these people, the same ones of keep your hands to yourself, now it's okay if touchy-feely, creepy Uncle Joe doesn't keep his hands to himself. Right. And then, then you got to go on. You have to actually... Not just hands, by the way. Right. Lips. Yes. He's he's putting his lips on, on women, women unsolicited, right? I mean, he... First off, it's creepy. He, like... He gets behind these women, and then he starts sniffing their hair, and then you, and then kiss, kissing them, putting his lips on the back of their head. Like he's not, he's done. Man, this, this I'll is tell a common, you what. This is a common practice. Vice president or not, he's gonna get an elbow yeah. to the nasal cavity. Like bro, <laughs> sniffing up on my hair. Bro, I understand. Please. Maybe you're just a. You know, touchy huggy kind of guy. Oh no! Now he's not only just a touchy huggy; he's a touchy huggy sniffy. Touchy huggy sniffy kissy guy. <laughs> like maybe that's your thing, and you don't oh, mean you don't goodness. mean anything by it. But it's creepy, bro. Back up off me. Yeah, uh, but it's okay because he's he's a Democrat. Yeah. And the Democrat women who jumped up to absolutely crucify Kavanaugh, absolutely crucify Kavanaugh. Over an allegation that of of one woman, right? One allegation of one woman with evidence that couldn't even be substantiated by her best stinking friend. We've got pictures and videos and accounts of creepy, huggy, touchy feely, sniffy, kissy Uncle Joe for decades, and now all these women got to come up and step up. And, and give uh, yeah, creepy... It's not a problem. Yeah, it's not a problem. It's just the kind of guy he is. 
Yeah. But you want to talk about Donald Trump and the way he runs his mouth. That's not okay for being that kind of guy he is. Right. And Trump never, you know, I mean, Trump is not the, the creepy Uncle Joe. Yeah. Right? I don't know. It's, 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 how can anybody be a Democrat today? And I, you know me, I'm not, a, I'm not a label maker. I'm not a partisan person. And I realize the Republicans are, are politically just as unconstitutionally and, and just as damaging to America as the, as the Democrats are. But I'm just saying from a moral aspect, yeah. looking at what's happening in America today with this consistent, immoral double standard that they play all the time, how can you even, ladies, how can you even be a social... Like, I have a Democrat listening to me today, right? Whatever. <laughs> okay, we'll be right back. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Do you have your Chris Ann Hall gear, your Liberty First gear? Don't just pontificate, educate. And we will, ha and our t shirts will do that for you right now. Right now on YouTube, we have up our Freedom Plus Morality Equals Liberty t shirt, the mathematical equation to give you the right political perspective. How's that? And uh, it's got a great quote. Who's that? I forgot. That's Jefferson underneath there, right? So uh, go to chrisannhall.com, click the shop, and get some of our Liberty First gear so you're not just pontificating. You can educate as well. And that was really cool because we were teaching in Colorado, and we actually had somebody say, you know, this is really awesome because the T-shirt does the educating for me. Oh, the Hayes brothers said that too, didn't they? Yep. You just walk around, and the T-shirts do the educating for you. And if somebody wants to know more, then they ask questions. And then you don't have to be the obnoxious you know, liberty person in their face. But I just want to sort you of... Can if you want to. It, it, well, I suppose you can if you want to, but you don't have to with Liberty First gear, right? You can yeah. use it that way. But anyway, I just want to sort of exit out of that last section by simply saying I'm really, really happy to see the pie flying back into the Congress's, congressman's face. And my, my suggestion is to you, because I know, I don't know if you know this, JC, but we have... Uh, we are developing a very large Washington, D.C. listenership. And uh, whether that's good or bad, I don't know. But it could be. Well, the NSA is technically in D.C., aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, well, so maybe we got some NSA workers listening to us and learning or something. Well, you obviously have a, a pretty uh, faithful listenership in Silicon Valley. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, YouTube, <laughs> YouTube listen, right. listens close enough right, to... Right. You know, not like your show every day yeah. and, and targeted. I mean, you're on, obviously you're on their radar. I mean, how many how many hundreds of shows and you know thousands, maybe of millions yeah. of YouTube videos are are saying the exact same things that is in that are in some of these shows, and you're not appropriate for all listeners. So so you've definitely 
tweaked someone. Well, you know what's really cool is that, JC, they have their, the YouTube has their AI set up for, in some way, I don't know how they do that, to automatically tag our show as unsuitable for, for most audiences. Yeah. And so the AI immediately tags almost, I would say, 99% of our shows. So then what happens, JC, is I go in and I ask, I have to ask for a manual review. So every time the AI tags us, I can force someone at YouTube to listen to our whole show. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. This I get is, to... <laughs> this is, you're talking about ordinary political discourse. Yeah. Ordinary political conversation. The, you know, the type of conversation that America was supposedly founded on. Now, right. undoubtedly, probably the people listening, maybe not from America or hate America or whatever. There's no profanity in this show. Mm -mm. I mean, we're not describing some sort of heinous act we in detail. We are not sexually there's explicit. There's no explicit pictures. I mean, there's or nothing. Or language. Nothing. Mm -mm. Pol so it's political discourse. Ordinary American political discourse. And so YouTube, as a company, believes th this ordinary political discourse is not appropriate. Mm-hmm. So, well, but, I mean, we, that, but that's who they are. But I get to force at least one of their employees every single day to listen to our show. Yeah. So, you know, sowing seeds is a good thing. Now, I think I, maybe it's like it's personal offense because cause we call out YouTube for their un-American uh, bias and mm -hmm. hypocrisy and targeting uh, people just because they don't like what they say. Because there's nothing. Right. There, There is, in fact... You know, if you took the dictionary and looked up the word inappropriate, there is, in fact, nothing inappropriate in the show. Right. What's in this show is is content that whoever is listening doesn't like. So so if you know, if they were honest, it would say your show has been whatever limited because we don't like it. It has nothing to do with appropriateness because there's nothing here that's inappropriate. Well, quite to the contrary, you can find, JC, you can we, find are, other... we are absolutely appropriate in our discussion of, of politics in America. Yeah, so to me it's personal because mm -hmm. they don't like us saying this, like it's their platform and you can't talk about us, right? But yet you, you can scour YouTube and find disgusting, oh, hateful, stuff. violent, profane. Mm -hmm. I mean, all this stuff. They're not targeted. So right. it's political, it's personal, mm -hmm. and it's it's un-American because this is not what, this is not the culture of America. This is what not America stands for, where we target political speech and act like it's the same thing as something profane. So when we get back from the break, JC, Donald Trump has made the announcement that the Republican Party will be the party of national health care. Uh, as, as if that's not bad enough, uh, I don't know if you've seen this, JC, but we're going to talk about when we get back. Uh, guess who, don't, don't answer out loud now, guess who Donald Trump has put in the forefront of the national health care program? Arrogant men tear up our constitution And from every direction we cry around You can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way Chris Ann Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist So if you're watching us on YouTube, just as another little reinforcement for the YouTube, I put up our our Liberty First uh, gear t-shirt on the right to keep and bear arms, just to give them something else to not like. 
the quotation from the Constitution. They cannot like that, too. Well, probably, and you say the word that shall not be spoken, and then on the T-shirt, there's actually a picture <laughs> of the word that's not to be spoken. Right, 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 right. So we have uh, Donald Trump declaring that, uh, that the Republicans will be known as the party of health care. Uh, he told... Capitol Hill ahead of his meeting with the Senate Republicans. He says, let me tell you exactly my message. My message is the Republican Party will soon be known as the party of health care. You watch. Okay. All right. So you guys, let's just do this for one second so everybody can know uh, this is not an anti-Trump message. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you say. Be quiet, Jason. It doesn't matter what you say. That's what they're going to hear. It's uh, They're already... They're already turning you off. Okay. You're a Trump hater. <laughs> I have up at YouTube a picture of James Madison and a direct quote from James Madison. So let's just be clear. James Madison hates Trump. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> James Madison hates Donald Trump. Similar to JC hates conservatives. Yeah. Right, 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 so right. It doesn't right. matter what you say. So right. just say it. Okay. The powers, James Madison said, reserved to the several states will extend to all the objects which in the ordinary course of affairs concerns the lives, liberties, properties of the people, and the internal order, improvement, and prosperity of the state. Now, this is Federalist 45, your homework. Go read Federalist 45, read Federalist 46. This is James Madison, also known as the father of the Constitution, explaining to those who are about to ratify the Constitution that there is a distinct difference in the powers that are delegated to the federal government and reserved to the states. Reserved is an ownership. It means nobody else can use it. That means Health and Human Services Authority, which concern what? The lives of the people, is a power that is reserved to the states. Now, if that is not enough, Alexander Hamilton hates Trump, too. Because Alexander <laughs> Hamilton says an affirmative grant of special powers would be absurd as well as useless if a general authority was intended. Uh, James Madison also says it would be what? Again, absurd to say first that Congress may do what they please and then they may do this or that particular thing. Right? They're both saying the same thing. If we made a list and the list is the only thing they can do, then it would be absurd for anyone to assert that anything beyond that list is okay too. And I love the use of the word absurd. Yeah. Absurd, okay? Absolutely absurd. So let's just, I, I just wanted to front load that for us, yeah. JC. Are you done, anti-American <laughs> Trump hater who wants a border invasion and people dying in the streets? And Are people you done? dying in the streets. Yes, that's me, I'm done, I'm done. To no, I'm not done actually, I'm totally not done. Because uh, I, I... Oh, so you just want the Democrats just to take over and rule the world and kill us <laughs> right. all. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what you're saying, Trump That's hater? Right. Trump hater. So uh, I just, I, I wanted to for, I wanted to front load this again because I want the evidence out there that I'm not a Trump hater. I'm not a Republican hater. But you know what, JC? We did a show uh, several years ago that outlined how national health care is actually... The Republican Party's uh, 
Brainchild. Brainchild. Of course it is. It absolutely is. We're going to have to do that. Maybe we should do that this week. I need to dig nah, up that research again and I'm show not, that. I'm, you're not, I'm not interested. You're not interested in replaying that session? <laughs> what, are you trying to win over these people who view everything through the lens of do you love Trump or don't you? No, but I, well, no. what I'm saying is, is that the, this that could argument. be an educational ammunition for the True Liberty First Brigade. Because that's who we're here for. Uh, to help and equip you with the ammunition that you need. So when your friends try to tell you that you're a Trump hater, that you're anti-American, and, and, and this is what it is. I'm, I'm giving you the education. I'm giving you the tools to help rationally speak to these people. Now, I can't account if they're not going to rationally speak back to you, but I do believe that we have a responsibility to, to rationally sow the seeds of truth. And so this is what I want you to know when they tell you, when you bring up the fact that, hey, you know what, even if it's Donald Trump telling us we're going to have national health care, Donald Trump is wrong because the Constitution does not authorize national health care. Well, the Constitution does not give the federal government that kind of power. Okay, let me play devil's advocate just for a second. I don't think he's advocating national health care, but what we're talking about is... Uh, the federal government be involved in health care in any way whatsoever. Yeah, I don't know. He says the Republican Party will soon be known as the party of health care. Well, I, I, he's I don't... talking about they're gonna, we're going to give the solution and we're going to do this and do that. The federal government's going to solve the problem, you know, without necessarily taking over health care. Uh -huh. But the point is... You don't have the authority to do even that. Well, well, my point is, is, is if his solution is not okay, uh, as the executive agent, uh, the the leader of the executive department, I'm not going to authorize my health and human services to do another day's work from this day forward, yeah. and healthcare is going to be something that's solely the responsibility of the state. Well, the parade, then, the parade of responses. You can watch it on Fox every day. The parade of responses from those. Do I have say, to watch Fox every day? No, but I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, I know we've, saying. we've been traveling in the hotel and, and yeah. been able to see Fox playing every day. Yeah. And every day since Trump said this, this, the consistent mantra of those who call themselves conservatives, who apparently are not conservatives, uh, but anyway, coming from the conservative representative of the news, uh, they say, well, Trump shouldn't do this without an alternative. He shouldn't repeal Obamacare unless there's a Republican alternative to Obamacare. Yeah, so I so have... So it's not, it's not, yeah, that's right, Trump Trump should repeal it because this is a state issue. Federal government should have no involvement right. in, in health care because it's not enumerated in the Constitution. That is nowhere, you won't see that on Fox. Right. Okay, that's not what they're saying. They're not saying government should not be involved in health care. They say, they're saying Republicans should do it and Democrats shouldn't. That's what they're saying. Well, you know, I, I have decided uh, to to keep the name conservative, but also uh, to hyphenate it because Americans love hyphenations. So these are your conservative socialists. Okay. Sure. So, right? So you like that now? You can be conservative. So the conservative socialists I'm who J. want the national health care. Yeah, but, you know, we get people angry when we... We say this, so, okay, you, so you are conservative. Hey, if you want to fight for your socialist. label like I slapped your mama, whatever. But I'm <laughs> J.C. Hall. I could, I, I'm not any of those labels. I just want to read what, what James Madison said as Congressman James Madison, because James Madison was Congressman James Madison before he was President James Madison. Right. 
And Congressman James Madison warned that if the American people allowed the federal government to get involved in all these things that are not supposed to be involved in, you know, those absurdities that he and Hamilton talked about, um, he gave this warning. He said, if Congress can employ money indefinitely to the general welfare and are the sole and supreme judges of the general welfare, they may take care of religion into their own hands, you know, telling bakers whether they can bake or not and right. and photographers whether they can photo or not right or uh a buddhist whether he can have his uh chaplain yeah at his at his uh at his execution or not oh that yeah that's right that's right? true okay so all right then uh they may pay appoint teachers in every state county and pay them out of their public treasury you know the department of education's financial Mm -hmm. grants and incentives they may take into their own hands the education of children establishing like manner schools or what we would call curriculum throughout the union common core race to the top no child left behind right so this is james madison in 1792 warning us what's going to happen if we let congress get out of control he says they they may assume provisions for the poor because obviously James Madison, congressman, father of the Constitution, future president, is saying it's not the federal government's job to engage in welfare, which would include health care or charity, right? He says they may, take, undertake, they may undertake the regulation of all roads other than post roads. So you got the DOT everywhere. And in short, he says, everything from the highest object of state legislation down to the most minute object of police would admit the application of money and might be called, if the Congress pleased, the provision for the general welfare. And there you have it. James Madison warning us what an absurd, out-of-control federal government would actually look like if we didn't have the Constitution as a standard. Isn't that interesting? So I, I sort of teased everybody before the last, uh, before we started this segment. You'll never guess who Donald Trump is putting in the forefront of health care. Mitt Romney? Oh. Rick Scott. Hmm. Rick Scott. And this falls under the category of all the people in the universe. Why would you pick Rick Scott? This also falls in the category of, once again, proof that Donald Trump has very bad advisors. Say, on Thursday, Trump told reporters that Rick Scott and fellow Republican Senator John Barrasso of Wyoming and Bill Cassidy of Louisiana will lead the party's push on health care reform. Trump says they're going to come up with something really spectacular. I, I suppose... If you ran a healthcare company for seven years and then right after you resign, it is uh, discovered that you discovered Medicare and that Medicaid. your company committed, according to the Department of Health, the largest defrauding of Medicare and Medicaid ever seen by the department that qualifies you for healthcare reform. How is this not, okay, so how is this not a conflict of interest? 
I mean, seriously, look at this. Uh, in the 1990s, Scott was the CEO of Columbia HCA, a company that under his direction owned more than 340 hospitals, 135 senator, uh, surgery centers, 550 home health locations. And by the time Scott resigned in 1997, that's what they owned. That year, coincidentally, Federal agents announced an investigation into whether or not the company had defrauded Medicare and Medicaid on a massive scale, and it turns out they actually did. It makes it makes actually good sense if you saw Silence of the Lamb. Who better to catch a serial killer than a serial killer? <laughs> we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. We are talking about Rick Scott being put in, and you know, people are like, oh, Chris Ann, he's your senator. Why are you dissing on your senator? I didn't vote for him. I didn't even like him when he was my governor. So he was, he was probably one of the worst governors that Florida has seen in a really long time, and we rewarded him by create, making him a senator. Yeah. Well, I, I suppose worse is a relative term, isn't it? Because it depends on who's actually speaking. Because for the healthcare industry and for the lobbyist, he was probably the best governor they'd ever seen. Yeah. And well, that's you, what we're happening here. Well, if, you know, like, if you want to be able to identify corruption in a massive healthcare, you know, conglomerate, right? Who better than a guy who built a corrupt, a massive corrupt healthcare, whatever you want to call it. So apparently, according to the Department of Health, Rick Scott's company, uh, build Medicare, Medicaid, and other for programs for tests that were not necessary or even ordered by physicians, uh, false diagnosis codes to patient records to increase reimbursements to the hospital, illegally claimed non-reimbursable marketing and advertising costs as community education, uh, build the government for home health care visits for patients who didn't even qualify to receive him, receive them, and the department called it the largest healthcare fraud case in U.S. history. And then we elected him governor. Right. And then, then I, I, we got to make this clear. And then we elected him a quote-unquote Tea Party governor. Yes. And in then, while he was governor, took an anti-right-to-keep-and-bear-arms keep stance by illegally arresting a sheriff in the state of Florida, having that hat pie slammed back in his face, having to reinstate the sheriff with back pay and an apology. And then we made him senator. We meaning the liberals of Florida. The, the right? conservative socialists of Florida. Oh, okay. 
I thought it was the Democrats' fault. No, he's or a Republican. Obama's fault. All something. the Republicans. Oh well, unless all the Democrats. Well, you know how that is. If you don't show up and vote, you can't. You you get the one you don't want. So maybe you can't blame it on the Democrats because maybe the Democrats didn't show up to vote for the Democrat. So it's their fault for not putting the Democrat in instead of our uh, conservative tyrant uh, Rick Scott. I, I, I'm just, I, you know, hey, look, I can play the game too. I'm just saying, look, America. <laughs> Good job. Congratulations. If I have said one our, thing, our gift from Florida, our to gift, you, to our the gift American from Florida people. to the American people. Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas. Wow. <laughs> it's all for you. So here's my point, okay. You, I'm, I'm giving you the straight up facts. We're giving you the straight up facts, not just simply from from what the news is. Well, what the news is not reporting, but from what you you can see here in this article. But what we know as personal experience, I can tell you personal stories of actually speaking in the Tea Party uh, meetings while Rick Scott is on the campaign trail, uh, and what kind of a of a of an entitlement tyrant he actually was even while campaigning as governor but I, I just I want us to take note of this because if I've said one thing consistently about Donald Trump over and over again JC it's that Donald Trump has bad advisors he's got to learn the difference between good advice and establishment advice because Rick Scott is an establishment swamp puppet Straight from the swamps of Florida, he is now a DC swamp puppet, and I just and and I want us to watch now as Trump has put him in the forefront. Uh, will he be condemned by the Democrats? Will he be uh, a, a new expert for Fox News? But we need to know who this man is and what this is all really about. JC's just sitting there, giving me the one-eyed glare. <laughs> But I just thought that was something interesting for us to look at. Uh, once again, um, this is not an anti-Trump show. As a matter of fact, we started off the show uh, praising Trump, didn't we? <laughs> praising Trump for throwing the money back in the face of the congressman. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite or least favorite personality. God bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow.